0: Welcome back to the Tia vs. Fancy Cash Podcast. Today is episode number 15, and the topic for today is you're pretty for a dark skin girl. And before I get started introducing my guests, I would like to just give you guys a fancy fact for today. And the fancy fact for today is Kaya, thug missus, only follows 43 people back on social media, and I am one of them. <laughs> okay so today my guests are you really looking up kaya you such a hater you are such a hater and you see it you see me right Hi. you see it yes you see it <laughs> so today my guests are my best friend pringle my oldest sister Brittany, and one of my good friends q y'all want to see anything before we get started hello hello hey
1: podcast
2: world
0: <laughs> all right so The first question that I want to ask you guys is, and I'm going to go in order from um, Pringle to Brittany to Q, when did you start realizing that um, you were dealing with insecurities about your skin tone, your skin color?
3: The first time I probably got picked on or bullied, which was in elementary school. Elementary school? Yeah, so early, my early
0: child years. Okay, Brittany. The same Elementary school? Elementary. Uh, Q? Same
1: thing, elementary school.
0: That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Um, what's, like, the worst thing that ever happened to y'all or the worst, I guess, comments somebody probably made to y'all in elementary school about being dark-skinned?
3: Well, me, I've heard so much. Um, when I actually heard the worst thing, I probably was in middle school and I remember being at my mama's shop and these two kids they asked me, How did you get so black or how did you get so dark? I don't remember exactly what they said and I was it was just like a question that was crazy to me. Yeah. That was the first time.
0: You ain't fighting them? <laughs>
3: no, I ain't fighting them. <laughs> it was kids. They was like probably five and seven. Oh. But yeah, that was the
2: craziest thing I ever heard. Brittany. It was happening when I was over at my dad's house. Like I said, he stayed in the hood, and it was a couple red girls that was out playing and stuff. They just wouldn't pick me to go cheer cheerlead with them because I said I was too black, I couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. So I just got mad and pushed him down in the ditch.
0: Wow! Your mama know that?
2: Not till now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Q. <laughs> um, the
1: worst for me was elementary school. It was. These kids were outside at the bus stop, and <laughs> these kids told me you could go to the fair to um, get in this, like, machine that was lighter. My I probably was, like, six or seven. Mm. And so I was like, oh, my gosh, are you serious? I'm going to have to tell my mama to go tell me. And they was like, yeah, because you black as hell. Like, that was the worst.
0: Wow. <sighs> um, I think the only thing I ever, um... Like the worst experience for me as far as like my skin color is, um, I guess it was just how light skinned girls like their attitudes, their vibe, their energy. I don't think anybody ever really said anything about me being too dark. It was just um being around light skinned women and how they, you know, just felt like they were like the cream of the crop or just better than people because they were, um, you know, lighter than me. And I felt some type of way about it. Yeah, they felt real entitled, like you would notice like the, the boys, you know, would gravitate to the light skinned girls over the dark skinned girls. And when we were younger, like that was a thing. Like light skin was in. If you were dark skinned, you would consider, you know, dirty, ratchet, poor. And it's like it's I don't know. It was a lot to um deal with at the, at a young age, just feeling like you weren't pretty enough because you weren't lighter.
3: Definitely.
0: Um so I guess um how was it for y'all, like, dating as, like, darker-skinned women? Since we were talking about, like, how boys reacted to light-skinned versus dark skin, How was it dating?
3: Well, I didn't date at all when I was younger because nobody liked me. I wasn't the cute girl. I was the dark-skinned, black, burnt, you know, mhm, cetera. So I didn't date much when I was younger, probably until I got to, like, my late high school, early college years because... Mm-hmm nobody really liked the dark-skinned
0: girls yeah we
2: weren't quote-unquote in so
0: yeah britney how was dating for you high
2: school i ain't dated at all i was the sister best friend type of, mm. uh, my complexion but when i got older and i just said bump that baby i'm me don't yeah. love me or not
0: right i've
2: been doing it i've
0: been doing good ever since q how was dating for you as a dark-skinned woman
1: Um, I started dating when I was 14 and I was with the same person from 14 to 20. So for me, the person I was with when I was younger, he like helped me see what real self love was like, because he loved me for me, just period. And so through him, I learned to love myself.
0: If that makes sense. Mm -hmm. It makes a lot of sense. Um, My personal experience, as far as, like, dating and relationships, being a darker woman, was somebody that I dated, you know, we in a social media world, and I'm literally seeing them liking all light-skinned women pictures or the instagram models that's mixed or just they just not black they not dark skin so i you know dealt with some insecurities for them like well i know i can't trust you around light-skinned women um i know this is what you like so what are you with me for like why are we together because i'm clearly not your type so what do you see in me that was something i dealt with and i just had to realize like um i i felt like i was the prize like i was the catch and i had to like continue to like tell myself that so, if this is what you like, you know, go be with them. But, literally, like, that's just all he lusted after because, I mean, the girls that he was talking to after me, they're trash, you know. But that's <laughs> that's just how I feel. But, anyways, um, what's, like, a dark skin, um, like, misconception or myth that y'all probably dealt with? Like, uh, y'all ever had somebody say, oh, you too dark for this or you too dark for that or, like, you too dark for to wear this loud color, or you too dark for this hair color, or you too dark to wear this type of makeup. Um,
3: for me, it was always oh, I don't know why, but you too dark for red nail polish. I'd heard that, and I was like the hook of nails. Yeah, the of nails. <laughs> um, and as far as like makeup goes, like bold colors, like you know, light skin girls they can do blues, they can do yellows, they can mm-hmm. do the whole rainbow, but dark skin, like kind of like okay we got to be cautious but right it may come out a little too bold or a little too mannish yeah looking.
0: my biggest thing is any makeup art well I typically stay stick with the same makeup artists that know exactly how I like my face done they know how I am they know I like a natural beat because I would tell them I don't want glitter i want. i don't want these loud colors i don't want to try this i don't want to try that because i do not want like a drag queen i'm dark skin with strong facial features and that's just not a route i'm trying to take like i don't want to look too manly i already look just like my daddy i'm already dark skinned i already got so many things to play against me like just don't but q you're a makeup artist so like how do you deal with women that come in um and they are dark skinned and they do have these different um insecurities or uh concerns about the way that you do their face and being that you are a dark woman like how does that like play a role in your business practices
1: for me i just tell people you're gonna sit in the chair and you're gonna get what i give you <laughs> <laughs> but like i do know that darker women have like you said strong facial features and you can't just like chisel their face. You can't contour them to the guys because you're gonna make them look like a drag queen. You you will, and you can. And I've seen it too many times to know that it is definitely true. But for the most part, I just tell people you have to one trust the process. Two, you have to be you have to be willing to see yourself in a different way because I don't really, me personally, I stay away from purples and blues and stuff like that because I just I don't like them. Plus, they make your teeth look yellow. Mm-hmm. But I just tell people, if that's something, you know, step out on the ledge and try it. There's nothing wrong with trying something. You don't have to be afraid to, like, try something different. And don't let everybody else tell you what you can and can't do. Because if you like it, then they might as well like it. Right. it really matters what you think of yourself first, especially when it comes to makeup. Makeup can go from neutral to where you like to have nothing on to super high glam where you got on problems so you just gotta be willing to try stuff so I just have people sit down and let me do what I
0: do because I got you right. I ain't gonna let you get out my tail crazy right um, it's kind of it's very like refreshing to see you know a, a lot of dark skin makeup artists is um, coming up in the world and in the makeup industry because you know It was times where you would go get your makeup done and you could only refer back to light-skinned models or light-skinned makeup artists or makeup artists doing work on light-skinned girls. And you could never find a girl your color to say, oh, I want my face to look like that. So to see so many, like, women of color and women of darker shades, like, taking over the makeup industry, it makes me feel a lot better. and makes me have more confidence in myself because, you know, the makeup industry got a long history of... You know, only catering to one shade of women. Like you can go in the, um, you can go inside the Mac or uh, Ulta or even Walmart, Walgreens, any kind of drugstore looking for makeup, and you will see like fifty different shades of, um, lighter, lighter skin makeup, uh, foundation and concealer. But then when it gets to looking for dark skin women shades, it's like slim to none. You can never find your color because it's probably gonna sell out so fast or they just don't cater to our skin color so it made it kind of hard for us and um
3: or it's too expensive. Yeah. Cuz I know I know a few brands that cater to dark skin women like Lancôme and things like that,
0: but the bottle
3: going
0: to cost you 50 or 60. $50. I think I paid 50 for my Lancôme yeah. and I don't even do my own makeup. I literally yeah. get my makeup done like anytime I go somewhere. Like in 2015, I started my own um makeup company called Feeling Fancy Cosmetics, and I just really, my whole purpose behind my brand was to do something or come up with something that was a reflection of me. Like, I've always dealt with not being able to wear lipstick because I was scared it was going to be too much for me, or my lips was too big, or, you know, I couldn't wear certain colors because they wouldn't look right on me because my skin was darker. And when I came up with Feeling Fancy Cosmetics, the response from my, you know, social media following and friends and family and just supporters were, like, amazing because I would get these pictures uh, from, you know, customers. They were dark-skinned women, people I didn't even know, and they were dark-skinned just like me, and they would try, like, the boldest colors that I would have to offer. Like, I've had customers from Jacksonville all the way to loyal customers ordering, like, a, a crapload in Grand Turks Caicos, like... It was a great response, and that's why I felt like it was critical, and it's critical not just for me, but it was critical for anybody having a brand. If you're trying to cater to a certain type of people, you need to make sure you just don't have these pretty light-skinned girls as models. Like, I made sure I had um, the from light to caramel to it's darkest midnight because I wanted you to know like you can you know what I'm saying like you you can do it and I could too and to see the response that I got from so many people that look like me it brought me out of my own insecurities like me starting that brand was personal because it was I don't wear lipstick like because of so many things I've heard and so many misconceptions of black or darker women wearing these type of colors I felt like i need to do something about it and if i can help somebody else i know i can help myself and it really just helped me like see the beauty in myself when i saw how beautiful these other women look and something that i created so it just made me feel a lot better and like talking about it made me feel like i just need to you know get back on it because yeah, i kind of like stepped back but life had happened but that's another sub- subject but life happened but i am going to like start back doing my feeling fancy um Cosmetics. Now that we sitting here, I just had a whole epiphany, like yeah. about the impact being made. Cause you done gave the them bottom. two years. I gave them two years. It's time to get back. I need some more red bottoms. <laughs> it's time to get back in the game. But um, so um, uh, how was it for you? Like with your family members and friends? Like, I guess making little jokes. You know the little. Comments or relatives saying little stuff like Blackie, Smokey, like that was your nickname, Brittany, like Smokey growing up. Did we used to offend you? Because I'm older now, so I'm more understanding, but then it was funny. Did we offend you calling you Smokey?
2: At first, yeah, it did offend me because I had to hear it in high school, I had to hear it in middle school, I had to hear it in elementary. Mm -hmm. And then to come home and have to hear it from your own family made me feel some type of way. Yeah. That's like, dang, can I get a break? Yeah. Like, I ain't asked to be here I ain't asked you to, you yeah, know, you know to get with this dark man. Yeah, you knew how it was gonna happen, right? You
0: knew the genes were strong. Yeah, right. So you the one who did this, it, not me. Right. Frankly, did you
3: have any um? Not really with family. Like me and my brother, we'll you know get into it and go back and forth, and we'll call each other black. Both of us black, but <laughs> friends. <laughs> and, like not really friends either, but just like. People I was around in school just trying to be cool and, you know, fit in with the other crowds. Yes, I got it a lot from them every day. And, you know, when you hear stuff every day, you start to believe it. Mm-hmm. So it started after I was hearing it every day, and it went from elementary to middle school, sometimes in high school. In high school, you know, I became more of myself, so it didn't affect me as much in high school, but elementary and middle it was bad. It was you had to hang bad. around
0: people that was going to bring the savage up at you. Yeah, I had to. I had to
3: get
0: up out of there. <laughs> but um, um, did you have any nicknames that you probably hated or didn't really understand at first? Because you felt like it was? Uh, in high school, people would call me um, Big Fine Horse.
3: <laughs> <laughs> How you doing horse sound? <laughs> they would call me big fine horse and I really I hated it like everybody was saying I hated it because I didn't know you know Webby had a song and it was actually kind of a compliment at that time. It was a compliment
0: girl you call. bricked
3: up. Yeah I didn't know that at the time so when somebody called you a bit. A big fine horse, I'm like, okay, I might be big fine, but I ain't no horse. I don't yeah. eat hay. Don't call me a horse or a stallion. No, I'm not a horse. Like, cut that part out. I can be
0: big fine, but leave the horse part I'm out. big fine. You cannot be big fine. I can be big fine. But I'm glad that you, like, realized that we were not picking on you. Like, that was a compliment. Yeah. You had the best body in high school. Nobody could take that away from you. You know.
3: I'm sheltered. I did
0: know. Yeah, you didn't know. But I never, like, literally till like today years old, I never knew that you yes. didn't like when we called you that. Yes, and I
3: think um it was either Kiwan or Milton who started it.
0: Yeah, probably Kiwan. I think it was Kiwan. It was probably Kiwan. Yes, yeah, what stuck Kiwan. But that's really crazy. Oh, I yes. feel bad. Because we literally used to just walk around. We never you called you your name. I'm a Okay, that's me. Girl, <laughs> girl. Q, did you have any nicknames or anything in high school or growing up that you didn't really care for or like?
1: Not really. Like, my little sister used to call me Blackie. But they...
0: My, my
1: siblings is just like... Them savages. So if <laughs> you can't stand in the pain, you're just going to be crying all the time. Mm. All five of them. They terrible. But for the most part, like... Nobody really called me names, like, not not my family members anyways and not my friends. It was just, like, outside people, like, the kids who lived in the neighborhood would be, like, oil spill and different stuff like that. Now that I'm grown, I think it's funny because it's, like, (laughs) that was real clever. But back then, I used to be so mad. I used to fight
0: all the time because I used to be mad all the time girl like, listen when you said somebody called you oil spill I'm up here shadow boxing like <laughs> just imagine what I would have did to somebody calling me oil spill and that's why we started laughing like me and my little sister my little sister might have you
1: know she might have picked but she was down the road she still is so yeah. if somebody was picking on me like she was always I was real sensitive growing up
0: so she like you're not going to pick on my sister she going to swing on you and then we just going to jump it. Yeah, so, that's now that's the golden rule stopped, a lot of people stopped picking because we was fighting everybody. Yeah. All the time. Beating <laughs> everybody in the neighborhood up. So well, people, eventually they leave you a lot Yeah, you're right. One thing was the golden rule in my mama house. I, we need to do a podcast on like black mamas. Because what we were taught one fight, all fight. Yeah, and if you fight. don't win, you I'm going to beat you and come back. and yeah, <laughs> you Exactly. You got to go back out there and fight them again. Yeah, I can yeah,
2: do that, that too it
3: was three years apart so when i was in elementary he was like in pre-k and Mm -hmm. when i went to middle school he was in elementary so we was always we never was really together
0: really in school girl my little brother was gonna step and (laughs) yeah (laughs) we me and my sister seven years apart and literally like i like you know how we got every every sibling got different personalities my sister she is the passive one like she not controversial at all but when she snapped she snapped my brother that's the 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 he's the quiet the calm giant what is it the the something giant whatever that is yeah he's a big friendly giant but he's also quiet and quiet people are crazy (laughs) and then there's me i am the pit bull of the family like literally i am the one that be sitting there ready got all the mouth of chihuahua (laughs) So you could not, like, you could not talk about my sister. You could not talk about my brother. My brother would not let you talk about me. Like, my brother do not play about me, period, point blank. And it don't even have nothing to do with just being dark-skinned. Because literally, all my little brother friends used to love me growing up. And he was so overprotective of me. Like, still to this day... He'll text me just out of the blue. I hope ain't nobody out here mistreating you. Or oh, somebody doing something to you, you better tell me. Like, I better be the first to know yeah, I better be the first to know. Her. And I'm like, I'm the big sister, you the baby. Like, right. we get to protect you. Right, and it's so crazy because my brother actually dates a white girl, and we do invite her to the cookout. She allowed Taylor, if you're listening, we like you. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. We like you, but. You know i have to i have to put my brother on the spot to be completely honest because i don't think my brother you know what i'm saying start dating a white woman because he felt like if i date somebody white or date somebody mixed i would have prettier babies and that's something that black men um they they do they do do it they do search for these white women or these mixed complex or lighter complexion women to make cute kids and i don't think that's fair i think my brother only dates a white girl um just because you know he's in he goes to a pwi way in iowa and that's all he's exposed to and he a man so he ain't gonna just go with that <laughs> just because he's like across the world but how do y'all feel about um men dating lighter skinned women for cuter babies because i feel like you can have a cute chocolate child too
3: if that's a thing i think it's stupid like that's crazy yeah
0: like because i know some men who have like really really dark skinned baby mamas and they turn is cute
3: <laughs> <laughs> but it can also be the other way around because i know a lot of like puerto ricans and mexicans and they they're attracted to darker skinned women and they may do the same thing run to a darker woman for a prettier baby mm-hmm. but if that is a thing like that's just childish like, yeah
0: britney
2: To me, I, I really don't condone in it. Like, nigga, stick with your race. You right, stick right. Stick with your race. My baby daddy, he, he dark is tall. He yeah. a tall baby. Like your daddy? Just like my daddy. Yeah. So I like I like men just like my
0: daddy. Yeah.
1: Um, Q? Or, it's, like, Pringle was saying, if that's a thing, it's definitely a thing. And it's weird, but it is a thing. Yeah. Um. Social media lets you know like it's a thing. Like people only think like light skinned babies can be cute. I think it's weird. It's just it's a fetish because you want your daughter to look like something that you would want to date, or you want your kid, your son, to look like something you would want to date. When in reality, your kid's gonna look like you.
0: Yeah. Like
1: me and my baby daddy both dark, and how baby came my light. When they first showed me, I was like, Who baby that is?" I expect my baby to be dark as me.
0: Yeah, that's how my daughter is. My daughter is light skinned. Yeah, my daughter light skinned and I'm dark. I don't I don't know what color the dude I had a baby with is. But <laughs> but um but um uh, I can't wait to get rich. Like I'm literally gonna make him sign a non disclosure, like, don't claim me, I don't know you, you don't know me. But um what did I spend and say? Oh, yeah. So have y'all ever dealt with, like, people walking up to you asking you, like, where you come from? Because I know me personally. Oh, I, people dude. ask me all the where time. You <laughs> where you from? You mixed with anything? No, I'm full, nigger. But if, you know, if, you, if I had to pick somewhere to be from, I'd say Haiti. And literally like people talk about how Haitians never used to like claim their culture and where they was from. Cause you know, it was always associated with like dirty and poor, but I have always literally embraced it. Like I even had a Haitian roommate and I feel like I'm Haitian by association. So like, you can't tell me I'm not a Zoe. Like I, I, participate in the holidays. I know by every holiday, I will go to you know Haitian restaurants and eat just because it's Thursday or Friday. Dead serious no, me. dead serious. Like if I go, like I'm like it's on my bucket list to go to Haiti for my 25th birthday, and I'm gonna be down there. Like if I talk, if a Haitian boy approach me, first thing I'm gonna say is "sak passé." Oh <laughs> my god, you
2: got it. They they say
0: bonsoir, como girl listen I be really like looking up the dictionary stuff oh my god it's well, really hear, crazy uh, girl <laughs> uh, and everybody wants Haitians you don't need to want us because of what we associated you with not, now
2: Asian. Asian.
0: y'all don't know my life y'all the last person I ever expected to hate on me I do
2: know your life I used to change your diaper
0: okay
3: <laughs> um, no but people that's, that is a thing people ask me all the time where are you from And I'd be like, here, Jacksonville? And after I heard it a couple times, that's when I started asking people, okay, what do you mean? I'll say, oh, I'm from Jacksonville, but what do you mean? They'll be like, well, you look like you're from Haiti, or you look like you're from Nigeria, or you look foreign. And I'm like, I never thought of it that way, but I'm like, okay, maybe. But,
0: yeah. You do it like a Haitian mammy over there, Brittany, right now.
2: (laughs) When I stayed in Orlando, I used to have all guys used to come up to me just speaking Creole all the time. I'd be like, "Huh? What, That's kind of
3: racist." Yeah,
2: they'll just come and start speaking Creole to me. I'd be like, "What?" He'd be like, "Oh, Paula Bufon say." I'd say, "No, I don't." He'd be like, "Oh, my bad, my bad." I'd be like, "Oh, okay, bye." Now, <laughs> you got
0: their language down. And past, he'd be so. like, he
2: be like, so where you from?" He'd be like, "Bunsaw, I would say like, como sa va?
0: Wow, wow, <laughs> Brittany. But, yeah, all my friends be telling me, oh, you better stop claiming that you Haitian for them people start asking you to hold a conversation. Right. Girl, one thing about Google and this iPhone and this translator, honey, <laughs> you can't tell me I ain't Haitian. <laughs> you can't tell me I ain't Haitian. Um,
3: I got to find a, a, um, a real foreign country to start telling people I'm from.
0: Yeah. Because I want to be from Haiti. You don't want to be from Haiti? Why
2: not?
0: I want to be from some uh, luxurious. Today. Uh, so you're from Egypt. You're from Egypt. So now that we talking about like um, being darker and, you know, doing the whole, um, a whole claiming a culture or a hair that's not even yours, for real. Like, it's like dark skinned women didn't become popping until Lupita women like Kelly Rowland, um, who some other like notable dark skinned women, um, yeah, I'm trying to think of some other like dark skinned women that were like, uh, like lit. Um I
2: don't think they're
1: really is.
0: Michelle Obama, um, uh Oprah. It's just like until recently, all dark skin women are hyped up. People literally want to be dark, they want to be black as night. Um um they like it's like they're looking for darker skinned models when darker skinned models used to be overlooked right. and you had to be light skinned and skinny and pretty mm-hmm. to feel like you know what I'm saying you were you know what I'm saying something in the world or could even get somewhere to get a magazine cover or to be walk on a Victoria's Secret runway and it was like very discouraging for darker skin girls who aspired to be models so um I think how do you feel about like people reaching out to you now Pringle like as far as like being a model and wanting you in like photo shoots and stuff now when you used to get overlooked for the light skin you know
3: um personally, I mean I love it cuz that's what I want to do, but at the same time you do think about it and you're like, "Well, are you reaching out to me because you really truly want to shoot with me? You really truly like my skin tone or are you reaching out because dark skin is the hype now because it's a thing because everybody's talking about it?" So, that's the biggest question I have now um is is it just hype? Is everybody just talking about it because everybody else talking about it or is it like people are really realizing that our skin tone is really beautiful like
0: that's the question I ask now right um a wise woman once said sometimes you got to use what you got to get what you want and I think that's that's what comes into play for you. Like, my don't above, that,
3: too. your so granddad a wise woman and my granddaddy.
0: A wise woman and your granddaddy? <laughs> They're some smart people. Mm-hmm. They're Thank some you. smart folks. But literally, like that's what you, you know what I'm saying, you got to use that to your advantage. Because I feel like these light skinned girls have been, been using pretty to their advantage all their life. And if the hype is black right now, play into it. Get your schmucky, mm-hmm. sis. Let one say something to me now. <laughs> right. Right. So what about, you um, any of y'all have tattoos? Yeah like how is it when you see like dark skinned women or how is it when you see light skinned women or white women or men with tattoos that show up clear as day and then when you see it on a dark skinned person whether it's brand new or an older tattoo you feel like it's like a skid mark like we all have heard that oh tattoos on dark skinned people look like skid marks I don't have any tattoos so I don't I don't feel any
1: type of way about it Do you? it's your body
2: I don't...
3: Go ahead,
2: Brie. With me, I got, like, seven tattoos already, and I don't have color in none of them, because mm-hmm. I had color, color in this one right
0: here. What does that say? Oh, it says, uh, Libra. No, it does not. It's my name. <laughs> Tell the world my name is tattooed on your chest.
2: <laughs> okay, well, I have, I have Tia tattooed on my chest right here. <laughs> <laughs> and it and it was supposed to be red in there as well. Oh. Exactly. Yeah. What my glasses? Exactly. <laughs> it's supposed to be red in there, but like the red never showed up. Mm-hmm. And then my mm-hmm. Grim Reaper, the eyes are supposed to be white.
0: Mm-hmm. It never showed up. Yeah.
2: So it's like, well, dang. What I gotta do? I gotta get blood drawn just for to <laughs> show or something. Right.
0: Right. So I have tattoos and. Um, um, My tattoo color show, but it was always just that little, it felt like a kick in the stomach seeing how much prettier my tattoos would look on me if I was light skinned. I always felt like, dang, I can't even get this tattoo. I can't get this detailed type of tattoo because it's not going to show up on me. Or when I get old, you know, it's going to like a skid mark by the time it hit, like maybe six months or two, a year, a year. Or whatever but I do have tattoos I do have color tattoos and honestly like if I could change I don't have any regrets in life but if I could change anything about you know like something I did when I was younger just kind of like living in the moment and you know going through my yolo phase of life you only live once I don't want tattoos cuz like now that I'm older like I'm kind of over that phase in my life like if I could just get rid of every tattoo and just have clear skin like I love the fact that when y'all take do photo shoots and stuff it's no tattoos in sight. Like, it's just clear skin. And I just would like to think of me as like a BMW. Like, you wouldn't put a bumper sticker on a BMW, so why do I have all these tattoos? And I tell everybody that. Like, I really wish I never got tattoos. But, I mean, you only live once, you know.
3: I have two sides. Like, I don't have any tattoos, but if I was lighter, I would probably have tattoos with color. But at the same time, when I think about tattoos, I don't want any. But I do. Yeah. But... Part of the reason why I don't have any is because I'm dark-skinned and I would want tattoos with a lot of detail and color. So, I know I can't get that, so I don't have any tattoos. I'm a yeah. piercer. I
0: like piercing. So My
2: next tattoo going on my foot, Well, That's I know foot. the color going to show it. That's <laughs> the only place the color going to show it.
0: That's funny. Okay, so, um, how do you guys feel about um, rap music? With these rappers, like, do you feel like it changed the views of um, men as far like, because men are easily influenced by music. Like, if, if Future say something about, oh, I got a light skinned girl and I'm putting her in rotation, or I got a light skinned girl <laughs> on my passenger side, every dude in America gonna go get a light skinned girl and have them on her passenger side. Like, right. it's some men who worship the ground Future walk on and will go dump their dark skinned girl just to go find a light skinned girl. That's
3: just like the Kodak thing. At first, he had a lyric and he was um, bashing dark skin. Well, I forgot exactly what he said, but um, he was bashing dark skin. Something about he liked yellow, something he said. But then he came back with another song. Then he was like he traded his red bone for the Milky Way. Or the something Milky Way, he yeah. Said. And I
1: was like,
0: well, you confused. Going on? Yeah. So I felt I feel like if rappers if, if rappers just started a challenge like a dark skin challenge and they all just started making music praising brown skin women the hype of dark skin women would elevate the level of you know what I'm saying dark skin and light skin couples you know what I'm saying it would be a shift in, in, the, in the atmosphere yeah,
3: music
0: has a lot of yeah it has a lot of influence yeah. on dudes these days and it's kind of sad cause it's just like so a rapper gotta tell you get a dark skin girl for you to start you know God, realizing that I'm beautiful. Podcast. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. a big topic. Yeah. You're right. It is a big topic. Because I feel some type of way. <laughs> I feel some type of way when local rappers have these videos. And it's always the light-skinned girls. Or, like, first of all, I ain't cute enough to be in your video. What you got? Right. This red bone fuck. Because your baby mom not even red. So, who is she? <laughs> but no. that's just me and my pettiness. <laughs> so, What's I got to let that go. The female street Dark skins. Oh, and they model girls and video girls be light-skinned. But the main girl, yeah, she red. Yeah, okay. So that's like that's like back to them slave days and, and colonizing and stuff, house niggers and field slaves and stuff like that. I feel like that. You just said dark-skinned girls yeah, was but right. the street team and yeah. light-skinned girls be the ones in the videos and I'm on the, the... I'm
2: in the field cutting the
0: hay, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, that, go, that ties, you know what I'm saying, into each other. Um well did uh let me see is there anything else that y'all like wanted to talk on or any like different or other like dark skin versus light skin myths or wars or uh misconceptions like y'all felt like y'all want to speak about i have one okay like i think britney i'm pretty
1: sure that was her name right britney Anyways, she was saying how in high school, she was more like the homegirl type of person, the funny friend or whatever. I think that's a real problem. Like, people see, like, it's always, you usually have, a dark-skinned girl usually have a light-skinned friend. I always had light-skinned friends my entire life. I was always the darkest one. And so, people always say, like, the dark-skinned one is the loud, ratchet one. They the funny one. They, like, more on the homegirl side. They not really dating material. A dark skinned girl is more like your homeboy. Boy, I don't play Madden with nobody. (laughs) No, I'm not your homeboy. Right. Right. I think, and then, like, you can't, any of the TV shows you look at, I mean, we can go back to a different world. You got Whitley, light skinned. She had a dark skinned friend who was, like, for empowerment. She's the one telling her different stuff about uh, Dwayne and different stuff like that. You got Pam and Gina. Pam always cracking the jokes. Pam loud. Pam ratchet. But Gina is like this soft, pretty one. I don't like that people make it seem like that because, like, I'm, I am dark-skinned and I'm loud. But I'm only loud because I was silenced so much when I was younger. I didn't say stuff back. I didn't talk back. I wasn't rude or nothing. But when I got older, it's like, bro, I'm not going to be
0: – you're not going to walk all over me. Yeah, you found your voice. And I feel like that's voice. how a lot of people do, darker girls.
1: Like, they just feel like, oh, you more like my homeboy. So I can talk to you any kind of way, I can do you any kind of way, but I'm gonna treat the right the red girl right, like you're not deserving of better treatment because you're darker.
0: I don't like that. Yeah. Well, I purposely like being a homegirl. Cause I, I mean, I just feel like everybody you run into, you're not meant to be in a relationship with. I feel like just because you're attracted to me don't mean I'm attracted to you. And I also feel like if we can't be homegirl and homeboy, we can't be together. Cause I have literally never dated anybody that wasn't my friend first so if that's how you see me that's probably how I, you know that was probably my energy it was my energy for a reason like I wanted to be like a home girl because I don't like when people flirt with me like I'm not like flirtatious I have a very hard personality I'm not like soft-spoken and sweet like that's just not me I've never been like that so I kind of understand like the whole dark-skinned girls they the mean ones they the loud ones they the ratchet ones um because it's also, like, like dark. they feel like dark-skinned women. If you dark-skinned, you angry. You If you dark-skinned, you an angry black woman. You can't just sit and have a resting bee face. You literally, like, got to be mad at the world just because you sitting there quiet, not talking. But a light-skinned girl can be sitting there, and she look just as cute as ever. Like... <laughs> Just really neat. yeah. Eyes like eyes you know, tooted up, nose tooted up, like hey, that's a good prissy. Because
3: you know how my regular face is. Like I'm always being asked, "Why are you looking so mean?" Or I'm always, "Oh, smile." And yeah. I'm like this is my face. Like
0: yeah, I'm
2: cool. I'm chilling.
3: Yeah, I'm, I'm good. It's, it's... Right. But yeah, I can I can relate to both of y'all because I know in high school, like I wasn't the pretty girl. I was like the cool. I played sports. I did, you know work. I was very quiet, laid back, so I was always until cool she girl. met
0: me. <laughs> I turned <Right>. out.
3: Don't <laughs> so yeah, that. Yeah, you know but that. I was always known as the cool home girl, you know, things of that nature. So I can definitely relate to what Q was saying. Yeah. yeah. I'm not. I don't like. I don't. I don't. I'm not
0: friends with people like
3: that.
1: Like, I don't like men who want to be like, oh well. You're pretty for a dark-skinned girl. Always telling me to smile. I feel like, who walks around smiling all
0: the time? Right, right. You look crazy. Don't tell me to smile. Yeah, I don't trust like, people that smile. smile all the time. Yeah, I don't trust people that smile all the time. And another thing is, like, I'm just all for darker-skinned women. Like, I love pretty dark-skinned girls. Like, I have nothing against red girls. And this is my disclaimer. This is not a podcast bashing light-skinned women or thinking, you know, we... Are better than light skinned women. So it's like, it's not a pick me podcast, like pick me because I'm brown skinned or dark skinned. Is really just to change the narrative of you're too pretty for a dark skinned girl and just for like you know to bring some light to you know stuff that dark skinned girls deal with that light skinned girls probably don't really deal with because I mean light skinned girls have their own set of issues and we're not gonna talk about you know their bad skin and stuff because I probably got light skin <laughs> listeners but like oh attitudes. my the attitudes yeah we're not gonna get on um, light skinned girls I have a lot of light skinned friends but literally all my friends are dark skinned so if a dude is like yelling out in a crowd a black a black all all of us uh, turn kind of around right. because <laughs> I am biased, like I love friends that look like me, like I love my dark friends like I literally i can't even think of how many light-skinned people are really in my life besides my daughter, my mom, and my auntie <laughs> like literally I don't really know of, i don't and it's not even on purpose but I'm just all for black like I'm all for chocolate goodness, like I'm all for you know this melanin popping in the crew like. Yeah,
2: that's good. What kind mm-hmm. of
0: Oh my God! So, the, and we're gonna wrap this show up on that Wait, note. I have a question. Okay.
3: Okay. So, what would y'all tell younger dark skinned girls who may be going through or have went through bullying or the same things we've
0: went through? Okay. Britt, you wanna go first? Hold your
2: head up. Don't let them bully you. Snap them? No, don't stop. them. <laughs> but just hold your head up. Don't don't let it get to you because your skin color ain't gonna change. You are gonna still be the same color
0: your whole life. Oh my God. Can I say something really, really quick? Okay. I had a couple people message me when I said I wanted to do this podcast and literally one girl told me how she dated a a white boy because, you know, black, black guys just didn't want anything to do with her. So she went to the other side, you know, jungle fever and she had jungle fever. So she started dating a white guy and her dad, I mean the, the dude's dad, the white guy's dad literally said to her, to his son, when you said you were dating a black girl, I'm thinking you were talking about a Beyonce, not a other. And then I had another friend tell me she felt like she was so dark and ugly that she, like, put bleach on her face thinking, you know, you know how look him and Sammy Sosa and all these people going bleaching their skin and stuff, Michael Jackson. She thinking that's going to be the effects doing it, the DIY way, going to the, you know, going in her mama uh utility closet and putting bleach on her skin and she was like, it really messed up her skin and it made the situation even worse from trying to bleach her skin at home. And she had to deal with that for years because not only was she super dark, now she had skin discoloration. And I don't think people really understand like uh, the depths or the effects of, you know, being bullied as a dark skinned woman or dark skinned child or the stuff that your family might say to you or peers might say to you like, People, like, have some real-deal struggles, and we, you know, didn't go through that. But it's some people out here who really hated themselves for being so dark-skinned. Mm-hmm. But um, I just wanted to say that. Pringy, did you have some advice for a younger girl that may have been dealing with some insecurities or being bullied for being dark?
3: Um, I would tell them, like Brittany said, hold your head up. Your, your glow-up season is coming. I mean, yes, we yes. all glow up. Go through that ugly face. Ugly, you know face. we have to grow into ourselves. Yeah, we all go through that ugly face. Some of us more you're than the others. Swan. But um, you're swan. yes, we're like butterflies. So just, just, oh, just swan.
0: chill. Q, did you have any um advice for a younger girl? Um,
1: mostly just love yourself and believe those people who telling you like you're beautiful. That you know, find something about yourself every day and tell yourself in the mirror affirmations, you know, my smile is beautiful, my hair is beautiful, my nose is wide, but I love it anyways, like, you, you have to start telling yourself those things, you have to make yourself believe that, so, my only advice is, always remember self-love is the best love, can't nobody love you like you love yourself,
0: right, you just, you you took the words right out of my mouth, because I have a daughter, and, um, something that i would probably tell somebody younger or even my own child because i have a light-skinned child i would tell her because of the way she treats other people because that says a lot about you if you you know tearing down other people that means you have insecurities within yourself that you haven't dealt with or demons that you fighting that you haven't addressed and you can be the prettiest little light-skinned girl in the world but if you don't know how to treat your dark-skinned peer next to you that says a lot about your character and i would never want her want to raise her looking down on others because she's light-skinned or because she's this pretty girl or because, you know, her mama dressed her nice like, I never want my child to grow up feeling like she's better than somebody and, you know, having that type of discipline growing up and the way you teach your kids, that can, like, stop a lot of things um, from, you know, just going on, like, during their school years or adolescent ages and dealing with bullies or being a bully and stuff like that, like, that's something I would tell her, like, how you treat people says a lot about you and You could be the prettiest girl in the world, but if your attitude is ugly, you're ugly. But I think that's all I have for today, and I'm so glad, like, everybody, you know, came together and, you know, did this podcast with me, you know, and being able to talk about, you know, things that y'all dealt with being dark-skinned. And insecurities, because that's personal. You know, a lot of people don't want to admit, like, oh, I felt ugly before, or oh, I felt, you know, like people wouldn't like me, or I'd never find a man, or I, I did something as extreme as bleaching my own skin at home because I felt like I was too dark. So, I'm glad I was able to talk to you, ladies. I really appreciate it. Um, if anybody has any comments, we do have a live feed on Twitter. You can hashtag TVF or at me, Tia versus Fancy Cash, or at me on Facebook at uh. What Tia Coleman Instagram uh, at Fancy Cash. If there's anything you want to talk about, any uh things, any feedback, comments, questions, concerns, don't forget to rate and review the podcast on the Apple Podcast app, and let me know what you think. And until next time, ladies and gentlemen.